Good morning, Osborne Church family. Welcome to our very first Sunday of the new year. Happy new year. Uh, things are a little different. Obviously, we're not in person under our tent this morning. I, hopefully, most of you got the email or were contacted some way uh, that there was someone who tested positive uh, on our staff. And we found out uh, late yesterday afternoon and many of us were exposed including myself and so uh, i felt it was the best and wisest thing for us not to meet in person today uh, if you were directly exposed you were contacted so if you came to a service you probably were not uh, exposed just letting you know uh, it was staff that were exposed so just wanted to give you that update and uh you know what god is on the move doing good things if you saw my email i even referenced um uh, a movie that uh, maybe I've referenced once before, The Princess Bride. And uh, I know some of you like that movie, some of you don't. Actually, throw it in the comments. Do you like Princess Bride? I know my family, we haven't watched it probably in a couple of years, right? Ezra, do you even remember The Princess Bride? Yeah. Yeah, you remember it? All right. Well, in The Princess Bride, there's a scene where Wesley and Princess Buttercup are in the fire swamp and they've overcome the fire spurts, they've overcome uh, the lightning sand, and he's like, man, we've got it, we, we know how to get through this. And she says, well, what about the R-O-U-S's? Oh, rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist, right? Arr! And then he has to fight the big old rat thing. Um, and I love that because they eventually got all the way through uh, the, the fire swamp, and as they come out, there's the scabby prince that says surrender. And he's like, no, why would I surrender? I just made it through the fire swamp. I know how to get through all that. I've gone through uncharted territory and I can succeed. And uh, yeah, I got some battle scars, but man, we know what we're doing. And I feel like in a little bit, I'm gonna relate that to where we're at as a church. We've gone through 2020 and COVID and all these things. And maybe we thought, oh, 2020 is over with. We're good. We got through the, the fire spurts and the lightning sand. And all of a sudden, oh, we're good. And then 2021 hits. Arr, there goes the RUS, right? And we're like, oh, okay, there's one more thing to fight. We gotta still work through this COVID thing, right? But the idea is that we are gonna be stronger and we are gonna be more wise. We're gonna have more character, right? We're gonna have uh, more perseverance through all this. So I am excited. I am not overwhelmed. I'm not discouraged. Um, God is on the move. He is up to good things in our church and in our lives. And so we are gonna give him praise. As I said uh, on that email, if you got it, if you didn't get that email, I encourage you go on our website, uh, click on you want that email updates uh, for things like this. If you don't get notified, um, this is a way that we will notify you through email. So. Sign up for the email updates and uh, we'll send that. We won't bombard you, but when there's something important like this, we'll let you um, I love what I said in that email was that um, God's not done yet, right? So if it isn't good, if COVID isn't over with, God's not done yet. If the whole quarantine is over with, then God's not done with his reset. And so I'm believing for great things in 2021. I'm not thinking that we're going to be a rehash of 2020, um, but there are going to be things uh, that maybe are not easy. And I'm going to share with you this morning uh, my heart and my vision for this new year, 2021. And uh, before I jump into uh, the new year, as you guys know, uh, just kind of going through some announcements, uh, hopefully you're notified that our plan tentatively now we'll see is next Sunday to postpone um, our uh, family communion service to next Sunday. If that needs to change again, we will notify you. Sign up for those emails. That's a good way for you to be notified because um, who knows. But this Wednesday night, there for sure will be no um, on-campus service. We'll do something online maybe, uh, but nothing in person. So just letting you guys know some of that stuff. Uh, but what we normally do on this very first Sunday of the new year is we give testimonies and we share um, our prayer cards, what God answered. And uh, this last year, there's been a lot of answered prayer. There's been a lot of good things. There's been a lot of hard and difficult things, right? And uh, I just want to give you um, just a quick 
a quick uh, update on some successes and some victories over 2020. Um, maybe to tie in a little bit of my prayer and my testimony of some things that God did. Uh, but as you remember, what was our vision for 2020? What was our word and our verse, right? What was the words? Do you remember the, my launch, household? Launch. launch. To launch out into the deep, right? And so we launched, and there's a lot that we did to launch. We launched um, online services, right? We launched uh, tent services, outdoor services. We launched tons of video content all over online. I never would have guessed that would have happened back in January of last year. Uh, <laughs> but God had us launch into new things, into dark territory, and we had to navigate and figure those things out and to me it's a great success i just want to share with you even some of the hard and negative things they are successes as well um back in february last year um i lost my brother-in-law that was really hard um but you know what i'm just giving this as a quick testimony um his online uh, memorial service in our sanctuary was the number one viewed um online service our church has ever had uh, over two and a half thousand views on that service. And so that was a success. As much as it's not great that my brother-in-law passed away and that's hard and there's still grief that I'm going through, there is victory, there is success. Um, we know that our beloved Jan passed away and uh, at her service, there was more people inside our sanctuary than the history of all years ago. And we cramped more people in there. So to me, these are successfully than ever in the history of Osborne. That's a huge COVID testing in our parking lot, pardon Congressman Tony Cardenas, and we had more unchurched people come through our property than in any time in the history of Osmond Neighborhood Church. So to me, I know there's things that are difficult, there's things that we're still processing, but if we look back on it, we can see that God's hand has been on all these things, that he had us launch, there was some dark things, there were difficult things, but he helps us navigate and there's victories, there's successes. And so I look back at 2020 and I see success. I see well done. Thank you for being a good church. Uh, another big, huge one is as far as I know, looking at the numbers, um, 2020, our tithe and offering actually went up compared to last year. That's amazing. That's a miracle. To me, that's not just like you guys being faithful. It is you guys being good and faithful and giving, but that is God stepping in and sustaining a year where things seem to, our economy seemed to fall into pieces and people not going to work and all the chaos of 2020. Our tithe and offering went up, so you guys have been faithful, but I want to even share this. As far as I know, our total income, so not just from tithe and offering, but other large gifts or um, just different things that happened where people were able to, money came into our church, as far as I know, since I've been the lead pastor, this more money has come into the church this last year than the last eight years. Uh, and so to me, that these are just miracles. This is just giving you testimonies of who God is, what he's done as we launched. There is blessing and obedience. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of that blessing to me. Um, as you know, one of the big launches for me and my prayer was in March. I launched into full-time ministry, right? Ooh. I was been the pastors and in my seventh year going into my eighth year, I stepped down from being uh, working at AT&T for the last nine years and I'm now here full-time. And I launched into that not knowing what our finances would look like. And to me, I'm so thankful. There was even a plan where we might have to take money out of our church's you know, savings to be able to supplement my uh, income. But because of what God has done, because of his faithfulness, because of your blessing, our church, um, we've not had to do that. There's actually enough income this year where we didn't have to touch our savings. And so thank you for that testimony of God being good as we launched into things. Um, God was faithful. 
And uh, I just want to transition a little bit as we used the word launch last year for our uh, theme for the whole year and our vision. Um, that came from the verse, right, where Jesus was telling Peter, launch out into the deep and let down. And uh, I believe that let down your nets for a catch. I never really tapped into all what God had for us in that last part of the verse. We launched out into the deep. But I am believing in 2021, we are going to fulfill the rest of that verse. To let down your nets for a catch. What does that mean? Here, where God is saying he wants to build his church. Where the gates of hell will not prevail. Where when Peter let down his nets, there was a great catch of fish. And where Jesus told Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men, right? There was this kingdom principle. Even though there was this miracle of fish coming in, it was connected to the spiritual. It was connected to the God's kingdom. And I believe there's something for us that this year, right? We launched into the deep last year. This year, there's going to be a reaping. There is going to be a letting down our nets for a catch. There's going to be something like this year being 21, that last two numbers, 2-1. I believe there's going to be two to one odds right? That when you invest, when you give, or I'll even say this, when you gamble, right? Sometimes uh, uh, if you go to Vegas, you put money on black, right? And it lands on black, you get double what you put down. You bet 10 bucks, you get 20 bucks back. You get double, two to one odds, right? So I believe there's something about this year that as we let down our nets, as we take risk, as we attempt great things for God, right? He's, we can expect great things from God. We can expect uh, uh, a multiplication and a return on our, our investment. And so I'm excited to see um, our nets getting full of, of people, right? Fisher of men. Uh, I think there's things that we're going to do this year that uh, we did, again, we don't really know. We didn't know where we'd be in January of last year. Uh, there's things, again, in this January of 2021, I don't think we know all of what's about to happen, but it's going to be good. There are question marks everywhere, but I'm believing there is going to be a return on investment. If you are willing to take risk and willing to let down your nets, there is going to be a catch. And so how do we do that? My word for this year um, is connected to this idea of letting down your nets for a catch, but it's, it comes from um, a verse where it tells us to be like God. And there's something where I believe this year, if you got my email, you might already know the word, uh, but it's something that's going to connect where it's going to be hard work internally. Maybe it's not just hard work um, for our church to go online and to do all this content and to strive to do all these different things. It's going to be something inward where God is going to require some change and some risk inwardly. Uh, and so the word for this year is compassion. Um, compassion. God is calling you and I and this church to grow in compassion. Uh, there's a verse in uh, Luke 6, 36. It says this, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So it's a command. That's kind of one of our theme verses for this year. You must just as your father is compassionate. And I, I have tons of verses that go along with that. Uh, right away, just came to my mind right now, was even when Jesus was uh, towards the end of his ministry, he's talking to his disciples. He's saying, man, when you visited me in the jails, when you clothed me and I was naked, when I was hungry and you fed me, they're like, wait a second, Jesus, you're... You were never naked. You were never in jail. When did we do these things? And he said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And I think there's some things where God is calling us to be compassionate. And it's going to require some internal change. It's going to require a shift of the way we think, um, our heart's desires, um, the way we act. It's going to encompass all those things. But I believe um, it's something that's not going to be easy. 
It's going to require change. It's going to require, again, this year. I wish I could say, ah, 2021. 2020 was a whole bunch of difficulty. 2021 is just going to be a lot of comfort and, and ease. I wish I could tell you that, but that's not what I see. I see that we got through 2020. We got character. We built some things. We were developed. We grew wisdom. And now it's for our purpose. It's to fill nets. It's to build the church. It's to increase the kingdom of God, right? And so I'm excited that it's going to take some more work. It's going to take some more sacrificing. Uh, it's going to not be easy, but it's going to be good. And so I just want to share with you this idea of compassion. Um, I even think of, man, just things that are going on in our world right now, just even the political scene. There's things where I can know that I'm right and this other person is wrong and I have the truth and they're manipulated and they, they've been deceived, right? But I feel like the Lord is saying, I've got to learn how to have compassion for people, even if they're wrong, even if they're evil, can I have compassion? Can I change the way I think about others? Can I be less judgmental and be compassionate? And again, we'll unpack all this. It doesn't mean that you're compassionate on e the evil people. I get it. There's scripture that says, right, um, that you can't do that. You're supposed to hate evil. So I feel like the Lord is saying it's time for us to swing the pendulum. Where I've taught a lot this last year on wisdom. I've taught a lot about um, godly principles. Those are all good. But sometimes I've used wisdom as something to hide behind where I can say, well, I can't be compassionate to this person because wisdom says this. And I feel like the Lord is saying, it's time for us to swing the pendulum towards compassion. Are we letting go of wisdom when we don't do anything with wisdom? No, of course, we hold on to all these things. But, but compassion is something that needs to grow. It needs to develop. And God is saying, this is the word for Osborne this year. So are you going to walk in it? Or will you actually change your heart's desires? Will you change the way you think? Will you begin to step out and do things with a heart of compassion? And so... Um, I think there's so much, right? I just really quick, uh, I'm thinking of Jesus when he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, um, right? There was someone who was beat up on the side of the road and we know that the priest and the Levite, there's other people that walked by that, that should know and hear the voice of God. But because they had wisdom, because they had influence, because they knew what the right thing was to do, they didn't do the compassionate thing. And you had this Samaritan who was looked down upon, who uh, was evil, was, uh, right, wasn't really serving the Lord and worshiping it at the temple. He was worshiping at a different place. You know, there was all these things looked down on Samaritans, but he had compassion. And Jesus is saying, yeah, that Samaritan who had compassion, he's the right one. Whether you do all these other things right, but you lose compassion, right? Same thing with 1 Corinthians 13. You can speak with tongues of angels. You can give your body to be burned. You can bestow all your goods to feed the poor. You can do all these things that seem right. But if you aren't moved with compassion, if you don't do it in love, it profits nothing, right? And so I feel like this year, there's gonna be us growing an opportunity for us to learn. It won't always be easy. There might be people that uh, become your president. There might be things that you just disagree with, the governors or different things that God is saying, all right, it's time for you to change your heart. There might be evil in the land. There might be wrong decisions being made. But can you have compassion for people? Can you see people? And I just even think about the, the, the parable, again, of the uh, Good Samaritan. Who knows? But you go in different directions. I think the guy that was beat up on the side of the road, he probably had money. Why else would robbers come and beat up somebody? The guy probably was, uh, was an influential man. He may have been, been um, a mayor. Right? He may have been someone of influence that had a lot of money. They recognized and said, oh, let's, he's out in the middle of nowhere. Let's beat this guy up and we'll take all of his money. Right? And there was a Samaritan, maybe who was poor. It says that he had money and he was able to send him to an inn and, and dress his wounds and, and pay for what he did. Sometimes I know I've read that. I just thought, oh, it was some guy that had lots of money and so he's able to take care of this, this poor beat up man. 
What if the roles were reversed? What if there's actually a really wealthy man that was on the side of the road and this poor Samaritan actually saw and recognized, oh, this is the person that's been persecuting me. This is this rich mayor who doesn't like Samaritans and he's been evil and he's been doing all these things I don't agree with. And the Samaritan sees him beat up on the side of the road and he's moved with compassion. And he lets go of all his prejudice, all of his judgments. And he says, my heart tells me I need to be kind. I need to even spend my last few dollars and to bless this person who did nothing but cursed me and made my life horrible, right? I'm, I, it doesn't say all that in the story. I'm just reading into it. I think there's things where we read that and we just think, oh yeah, I'll just be nice to people. I think what the Lord is calling us this year is gonna be harder than we really realize. Compassion is not just something that just comes real easy. It's something that has to change again our heart. And um, I know for me, I can, again, I have tons of verses we're going to go over this year and I can't do it all now. And I, I know I can say, oh, I have an hour and a half because we didn't do worship this morning. It's from my home. I can just take the whole hour and a half. I won't do that to you. Um, I'll leave <laughs> some of my verses and some of the things in my heart uh, throughout the rest of these next several weeks. Um, but there is a, a phrase I think most of you are familiar with that Jesus was moved with compassion. When he looked upon the crowds, when he saw them and they were hungry, it says he was moved with compassion. When he, when the shortest verse of the Bible, Jesus wept, right? He saw his friends and they were weeping. He already knew he was coming into town to be the savior. He was coming to town to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knew that something good was about to happen. But in the midst of seeing his friends, the people he loved, weeping and in anguish, he also was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knew how to partner with people's grief. And in that grief, in that mode of seeing people grieving, he wept and he joined in with them in that, in that sorrow and that grief. And, and to me, that's so important that we're not just people that come around and say, well, God can do a miracle and God's gonna do this. I, I totally believe that. Jesus came in expecting to do a miracle, but he stopped and he took time to be compassionate. He took time to listen to their cries and, just, and to comfort them. And after being compassionate, after being compassionate, he brought great victory. That's when he, miracles took place. It says when Jesus was moved with compassion, something changed. Miracles took place. And I'm believing that for us this year. Amen. I'm believing for the miraculous. I'm believing for our nets to be full, but it's yeah. so connected to us being moved with compassion. All right, really quick. I don't even have, I don't have slides for you guys this morning, um, but there's this Greek word. I'm totally butchering it because I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like um, splotch nidzoi or something like that. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give you the right word later on, um, but that's the Greek word. It's one word where Jesus says he was moved with compassion and it talks about in this Greek word, it's the Greek that um, it actually connects to his guts uh, in the Greek uh culture. It wasn't so much your heart, right? That's the uh, Hebrews and that's kind of uh, the Hebrew language or the Old Testament. Uh, for us today, we kind of say our heart, right? Our heart pounds with affection towards somebody. But for the Greek culture, it was your guts. And so splotch nidzodai, I'm totally butchering the word. It says that you're moved. There's something about it where it's just deep within you. I guess it's a maybe better translation that there's something where you are moved. It's something where it's, it's at the gut level. It's not just intellectual. It's not just at the um, cognitive level. It's something subconscious. It's something that is in the deep within your spirit, right? As we launch out to the deep, right? As deep cries out to deep, as there's something about our spirits, we've got to have this where deep inside of us, we have compassion. And that doesn't come from just trying to do something harder uh, or just striving to be compassionate. There's something that needs to change within. And so um, maybe I'll, I'll transition to this. Um, 
Ah, okay. Now I'll do this really quick before I transition and kind of give us a closing where we're headed. Um, with this word compassionate, um, I believe it's also kind of like a hyphenated word. Uh, so compassionate, we know that word, right? Compassionate to have pity, to have emotions, to have uh, something where we are proactively doing something. I love that compassion doesn't mean it's just emotions. Uh, I know for me, I've had compassion on people where I just, I had emotions. I felt sad for them. But actually, the real definition of compassionate means that it's proactive. It's not passive. Compassion is not passive. It's not just emotion where I feel inside. It's proactive. It finds a way to go do something with those thoughts and emotions and go do something. So compassion means proactive. But again, this hyphenated word, I believe it connects to this idea that we are to become passionate, right? We are to come to church passionate. We are to come to work passionate. We are to come to our homes and be passionate. There's something about passion that's, that's what God wants to say this year. It's not okay just to go through the motions. It's not okay just to do church and play church. It's we've got to come passionate. We've got to come hungry. And I'm, I'm believing, I see it. Visually, I see us changing the way we come to church. I know some of us, I am so guilty of it. My household is guilty of it. We've come to church and it's just church. It's just what we do on Sundays. But I believe the Lord wants to change our attitude, to change our mindset, that when we come to church, we're coming hungry. We're saying no matter who is preaching, even if my youngest son just comes up and reads a Bible verse, and that's the Sunday morning message, that because we're so hungry, because we know that God wants to speak, it doesn't matter who's talking, it doesn't matter what message is given, it doesn't matter how it's delivered, how well the performance is, how well glitchy the online service is, and it's frustrating, (laughs) because we're so hungry, all those things don't matter. We're going to get something. We come hungry. We come passionate, lean on the edge of our seat to get something. And so I'm expecting all of us to grow in that, myself included. That when we come to church, we're going to get something because we're passionate, because we're hungry. Amen? Amen. Um, so, okay, I'll transition. I, I told my kids this morning, it won't be a full-on sermon. I won't take up the hour and a half. Um, but I do want to transition. I didn't say the announcement earlier, so I'm gonna, on purpose, I left it at the end. Um, uh, we have started, at least hopefully you have, today our 21-day fast. Uh, this is our first Roots Fast, our first three weeks of the new year, uh, starting off this Sunday, the 3rd. And um, again, I kind of challenge you. I, I set the bar high. Uh, you can go water only for 21 days. Uh, you can break it up. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not going the full 21 days water only. I'm going to do part of the 21 days as just water only, and then I'm going to transition to something else. Um, but I know many of us, we can do the whole 21 days. Uh, some of you, maybe you'll do, uh, no meats, no sweets, right? Almost like a Daniel fast that no sugar and no meats. That's a big sacrifice. And, and in doing that, uh, you're fasting, uh, or the third one, uh, is from sun up to sundown. And it, thankfully we're in the winter and it's shorter days right now. So the sun comes <laughs> up about, I don't know, 7am goes down about 5pm. So from seven to five, somewhere around there, uh, no food. So you get to eat early morning breakfast and late dinner. The idea is while the sun is up, you're not eating and you're going to feel some hunger pains and it's going to cause you to maybe skip lunch and you're spending that lunchtime praying, right? The idea is this isn't just a fast. It's not a diet. We're not starting the new year trying to lose weight. This is something where we are fasting. We're giving God the first fruits of the new year and we're spending extra time praying. And so I'm giving you the word. I'm giving you the vision for this year, compassionate. I would love for you to make that part of your prayer. And so what we've done is we've come up with a 21-day prayer journal. Um, We have physical booklets printed out. We will have them on our church property later today. And I will find a way. I'm just going to leave them um, at the tent entrance. Um, 
and you can stop by any day at any time and just pick up a hard copy. Um, I will have a digital version. I gave you a table of contents in my email, but I'll have actual digital version of the SOAP, um, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. Uh, I'll have that for you in case you wanna print that out. Or you can just use the table of contents and there's a verse for every single day and you can do your own SOAP journal. Uh, and so the idea is, I broke it up into three weeks. So I know I'm spending a long time explaining this, but I, I want to make sure we understand. Um, so the first week, starting today, we we're talking about a heart of compassion. And the first couple verses are even from Psalm 51. It's this idea that we are asking for forgiveness. The reality is I know I am not as compassionate as God wants me to be. Again, the scripture says, be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. I have not arrived. I have a lot to grow in that. And so I'm saying, okay, God, forgive me. Show me where I'm wrong so I can repent. I don't want to just walk in the same way. I've got to learn how to do this. And so there has to be a changing of our heart, right? I love what Psalm 51 says. It says, um, give me a clean heart filled with clean thoughts and right desires. I love that. I can't make myself become compassionate. I need God to do spiritual surgery. I need God's compassion to come inside my heart. And so I'm praying and believing that you're gonna join me in. On this week, we are focused on praying for our hearts to change. God, if this is the vision you have for us this year, I will not successfully be compassionate unless you change my heart. Unless something happens at that gut level, I need to be moved with compassion. So would you give me your compassion? So would you spend this week reading those verses, writing out that scripture, finding what stands out to you, that observation, what is God saying to you? How are you gonna apply it to your life, A? And then P, write out a prayer. God, this is my prayer based off of this scripture. So spend time daily doing that. Uh, again, this week will be our heart. Next week, we're gonna change uh, gears a little bit, still compassionate, but it's a mind of compassion. I feel like the first thing we're gonna do is change our hearts. After our hearts have been prayed through and God's cleansed them and given us right desires, we've gotta think differently. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And right now, I don't think compassionately always. I don't think the way God thinks. I don't always think like that good Samaritan. I don't think that I, I need to create, uh, oh man, this is old I've heard great sermons on new neural pathways, right? The way our brains <laughs> think, there's things, there's connections, and it goes the, oh, the way I used to think is the way it keeps thinking. I've got to blaze a new trail in my brain to think differently. And so that comes through spending time in his word, that comes through spending time with God and allowing him to give me his mind, yeah. his thoughts. I can't think the way I thought. Uh, I know I have a personality and I have a bent towards things. Great. But I've got to change and be conformed to the image of Christ. Amen. I can't just say, oh, that's my personality. Okay. No, I've got to be conformed. I've got to be willing to change how I think, how I, how I do things. And so again, now finally the third week um, is um, acts of compassion. Uh, and I'm excited about this one. I believe this year we're going to, it's not just going to be me. I believe some of you are going to come up with creative ways for us, even as a church, for you individually, but even for us, maybe I call it a campaign. I'm believing this year we're going to have compassion campaigns. We're going to find whether it be um, age groups, whether it be um, certain people groups, whatever it is, we're going to find things where we're going to rally behind and we're going to have a campaign. This is what we're going after. We're going to be compassionate for this month and we're going to go bless them. We're going to spend money. We're going to spend time. We're going to spend, um, I don't know, resources into being compassionate and we're going to find acts of compassion. If our hearts are moved, if we're thinking one way, right? We know that love is a verb. We know that faith without works is dead. We know that there's something has to happen. And so we've got to let down our nets for a catch. There's action required, right? We've got to haul that in. Peter, as he tried to bring in that net, he couldn't do it on his own. Him and his partner, they couldn't do it. He had to go get other partners. There's too many fish. We've got to partner with other people. We've got to bring this in. So I'm believing these acts of compassion. 
I would love for creative juices to just to begin to flow as we spend that third week praying that the Holy Spirit would infuse us with creative ways to express compassion this year. And so I, again, I'm looking forward to this year. I know that God has great things in store. Um, that's kind of my vision in a nutshell. We got some verses to pray through this week, uh, the next three weeks. Um, but that's my heart for this year. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And we will unpack that more in the weeks and months to come. And we'll um, have my kids coming up and we're going to say Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, love you. Sunday. Um, yeah, God is good. Throne. Come on in, guys. Let's say Happy New Year. Happy, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.